0: Welcome to the LifeSpring Church podcast. May the Word of God be a blessing to you. Connect with us and consider giving online at LifespringChurch.us. The Christmas story brings hope. It brings understanding, and it brings us promise. We have hope because the Christmas story tells us God didn't give up or quit on us. He didn't stop working with humanity. The Christmas story brings understanding of God with us, Emmanuel. It explains to us and and brings us revelation of the purpose of sonship. And it's the Christmas story that gives us the promise of redemption and a king who will reign eternally. And I think we could be in agreement today. Each of these are amazing gifts in and of themselves. But these gifts only demonstrate to us the power and the majesty and probably should put us in awe of the greatest gift. So together this morning, stay with me for just a little bit, and we're going to look into and discover the greatest gift ever given. The greatest gift ever given. If you have your Bibles, we're going to read just a couple passages, well, a few passages. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. Thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, and he shall save his people from their sins. Eli, I forgot to send you these verses. Luke chapter 1 and verse 26. Luke 1 and 26, and in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored, the Lord is with thee, blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled in his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. In other words. What's he talking about? <laughs> and the angel said unto her. Fear not Mary. For thou hast found favor with God. And behold thou shalt conceive in thy womb. And bring forth a son. And thou shalt call his name Jesus. And behold thou. And um, he shall be great. Verse 20, or 32. And he shall be great. And shall be called the Son of the Highest. The Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. 34. And then Mary said unto the angel, how shall this be? Seeing I know not a man. And the angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. And the power of the Highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of Of God. And then just one more quick passage in John chapter 3, verse 16 through 18. (coughs) For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Thank you for standing for the word. You could be seated this morning. Some people would say it was just a baby. When he was born in his village or in the town of Bethlehem, he was just a baby. To the innkeeper, he was just a baby. To the workers at the innkeeper, he was probably a distraction. Not only did you show up while my inn was full and ask for a room, I went out of my way to make accommodations for you in the barn, and now you've dragged all of my staff away from the inn to help support you having a baby. those outside of the family, those outside of Mary and Joseph, he was just a baby. Just another child born on a peculiar trip to pay taxes and to take their census, he was just a baby. And the peculiar circumstances surrounding his his birth, I'm sure, were questioned. Joseph, I thought you and Mary were... Not yet married. So Mary, do you have some explaining to do? Mary, what's what's the story? But both of them independently had had a visitation from the angel of God. So they understood. While those around surely questioned and surely had doubts, Mary and Joseph knew this was more than just a baby. The timing couldn't have been more inconvenient. There's that old song that goes, He's an on-time God. Yes, He is. Mary probably wasn't singing that song. Because on-time would have been before the trip. Yet to Mary and Joseph, their angelic visitations were undisputed. To Him, He was more than just a baby. To Him, He was the fulfillment of Of patriarchal prophecies that have been passed on through their generation. One after the other after the other. You can go on both sides of the family and you can trace them back in their lineage. This was to marry a king. For the angel said that he would be the king of his people. And to Joseph he was... Messiah, because the angel said to him that he would save his people from their sins. So he was more than just a baby born in a stable with animals watching in an inconvenient time. He was the king of kings, and he was Messiah come to save. You see, this baby was born with a purpose. His birth fulfilled all the foretellings. Of a coming Messiah. Yet the gift of Messiah was the result of the greatest gift ever to be given. His birth was purposed, his birth had intention, it was in response to the greatest gift ever given. Oh, how thankful we are today for salvation. I'm thankful that God saves us how thankful we are for forgiveness for when we repent or or we confess our sins, the Bible says He's faithful and just to forgive us. We're grateful and thankful today for forgiveness. We're so overwhelmed today when we stop and consider the beauty of the redemptive plan that God put in place uh, how that we can repent and die Uh, we can be buried and resurrected and filled with His Spirit Uh, we can go through repentance, baptism and the filling of the Holy Ghost the gospel can work in our life and redeem redemption can take place oh we understand that from jesus flows grace from jesus flows mercy and we're thankful for these things we're thankful for the power and the authority of his name we're thankful for the power and the authority of the blood of jesus christ and the infilling of the holy ghost And we live a great life. But all of these things hinge on the greatest gift ever given. John chapter 3 and verse 16 begins For God so loved the world. Love. This is an emotional attachment. It's affection. It's a fondness. It's, it's an attraction to something. God loved the world. The world, in this context, is all of creation. God loved His creation. That is the greatest gift. Ever given. You see it was because of God's love. That Christmas ever happened. The birth of Jesus Christ. It's an amazing gift. It's a gift necessary for us to have freedom. Power. And the hope of eternity. But the gift Jesus gave to us. Or the gift of Jesus coming to us. Is the direct result of the greatest gift ever given. God's love for us. Your greatest gift you'll ever receive in your life is God's love. The gift of God's love. Just think how it impacts all the areas of your life. Not only the things we do at church and redemption, and not only the things we do at the house of God, but outside of the house of God. Because God loves you, His blessings freely flow into your life. Because you at one time have responded to the love of God. You live the blessed life. You live life more abundant. Because of the love of God. Because of the love of God, you may mess up on Thursday, but the love of God is still there for you. And you can be recovered and restored. You may fall down, but because of the love of God, you can be lifted back up. You may feel like you stumble and fall in the ditch, and, and, and here comes Jesus, the great Samaritan. Picking you back up and putting you back on the right road. Oh, how beautiful. The results of the love of God. And God loved us so much that He sent Himself robed in flesh. He came Himself robed in flesh. Manifested in flesh. As a baby born in a manger. Yes, those in the inn who were helping. Shepherds that came to visit they seen a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. But Mary saw a king lying in a manger. Joseph saw Messiah lying in a manger. And this is why we celebrate Christmas. This is why we celebrate this season of the year and the birth Of Jesus Christ. Because it is a demonstration of his love towards us. In every season, there's a demonstration of God's love towards us. This one just happens to be his birth. His coming to be with us. But did you know God's love didn't stop at the manger? God's love flowed out of the manger... Into the life of a young man who lived his life purposed and with intent. Romans chapter 5 and verse 8 explains to us the love that God has for us. But God commendeth his love towards us. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. His love was again expressly given when He fulfilled His purpose. When He fulfilled His destiny of death on the cross, that was again another expression of His love for us. You may be here this morning and feel like the love of God is out of reach. It may just seem like it's some story written in a book to you, or it's just some season that gets celebrated you may feel like the love of God is beyond you and you can't get a hold of it you don't feel like you deserve it you don't understand it it seems like it's unobtainable maybe you've lived a life and sin has stained your life and you feel like the stains are too deep and too strong for the blood of Jesus to work on you may feel like love of God is outside you Past hurts or brokenness may make you feel unworthy. Addiction, failure, and shortcomings may make you feel unworthy. But I have a a verse of scripture for you this morning. Romans chapter 8 and verse 38 and 39. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I want to tell you today, we don't just represent a symbol of love in a manger, but we represent and worship today a God who still loves us. His love is still freely flowing to us. And there is nothing that can stand between you and the love of God. There is nothing that can stop God from loving you. But what if I sinned? He loved you while you were still a sinner. What if I make mistakes? He loved you while you were still making mistakes. There's nothing in this world that you will find that is greater or can replace the love that God has for you. You see, God loved us so much that He said, I will robe myself in flesh. I will come and manifest myself in the earth In humanity, I will become Emmanuel, God with us. Even as the baby left the manger and began education and began learning, those around just saw, oh, that's the carpenter's son, Jesus. Oh, that's just Mary's little boy. Man, what a crazy story about how he was born. I feel sorry for her. She had to go all the way to Bethlehem for that. That was just, what a messed up story. He was just another child. He was just another kid growing up in the village. He was just another kid from down the street and around the corner. They would go to town and they would do their service of, of worship and offer sacrifice, and, and do their religious obligations. On one such occasion, Jesus snuck behind the curtain, waited for them all to leave. I don't know how he did it. He becomes separated from the family. The Bible says they were a few days' journey out from the city. My wife would kill me. We got a few days away before I noticed the baby wasn't there. <laughs> they realized, hey, he's not running with the crew. He's, he's not hanging out over at Samuel's tent on this journey. He's not been over at Bartholomew's tent. Anybody seen Jesus? No, we've not seen him. We must have left him. You guys keep going. Me and Mary, we'll go back and find the kid. And they found him in the temple. Everybody else just saw him as another kid along the the ride to to offer sacrifice and do their obligations for that weekend. But he was expressing to to the professors and to the lawyers and to the teachers. Things that were new and understanding. Revelation and understanding to them. He was more... Just a kid. After being scolded by his parents and asked, Yo, what are you doing? I'm paraphrasing. His response was, I'm just doing my mission. Just about my father's business. Just about what God had called me and what I was sent here to do. This flesh is just fulfilling what the eternal spirit had sent me to do. I'm here fulfilling my mission. His mom probably grabbed him by the ear and said, Yeah, not yet. Get in the caravan. I see a king in you, Jesus, but not yet. Oh, there's Messiah with us, but not yet. He grows up, leaves the house. Becomes on his own, begins to build a following, calls disciples, gets 12 men that begin to follow him. He begins to teach. He begins to fulfill his mission. He goes into 40 days of fasting and commissioning and anointing. He goes through temptation. He goes through trial. He goes through struggle. He begins to lead. He begins to do the work of miracles. He begins to point all the signs. I'm not just the fulfillment of prophetic about a baby, but I'm also the fulfillment of prophetic about the king that's going to rule my people. And I'm also the fulfillment of the prophetic of a Messiah who will come to save you. All of this made possible because God loves us. And this young man, when the time was filled, gave himself for us. God loves you so much that he fulfilled his own law for redemption. God loves you so much that in the garden he bowed his knee and began to pray. And with fervency of prayer, he began to sweat as though it were great drops of blood. He prayed the ultimate prayer of any human to pray. He prayed the prayer of surrender. Lord, not my will, but your will be done. This is how much God loves us. God loved so much That he endured the trial. He endured the mob, the soldiers, the cross. The Bible says even death he endured for us. But don't stop the story at the death on the cross because God loved you so much that when they buried Him in a tomb, He rose again on the third day. God loved you so much that He didn't stay confined to this world, but He ascended into the glories to reign as King of kings and Lord of lords. And God loved you so much that He didn't abandon us to go back to heaven, but He sent back the Holy Ghost to be our comforter. God loves you so much that he became Christ in us, the hope of glory. How beautiful is the love of God. It is the greatest gift ever given to humanity. Could we just lift our hands and thank him for the gift today? Lord, I thank you. For your love, Lord, I thank you for your love today. Oh, I thank you for loving us, God. We have received the greatest gift ever given. And the one who gave that gift... Gave us instructions to not just be recipients. But he said it's greater to give than it is to receive. The reward of receiving it has been fantastic. But the reward of giving is greater than the reward of receiving. So what would happen if we were to give love like God gave us love? Matthew 28, excuse me, 22, Matthew 22, verses 36 through 38. Jesus is teaching. And the wise in the crowd began to ask questions. And in their persuasive manner, they said, hey, master, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Did you know you can't back the one who created the law into a corner? Amen. Amen. They missed that part. They thought they were just talking to a teacher. They thought they were just talking to a wise man. They thought they were just talking to maybe a rabbi or, or some educated person who had come along to teach them about the things of God. They missed that they were talking to Messiah. Messiah. They called him master. They should have said Messiah. And Jesus answers them. Says unto them. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. With all thy soul. And with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. Which is the first three commandments of the ten commandments wrapped up in one. The greatest Gift received was God's love to us. The greatest gift you can give is your love back to God. I know this is a Christmas message today, but maybe I can step out on the limb just a little bit this morning. We all should serve God, we should all give to the kingdom. We should all be faithful in our our stewardship and faithful in our discipleship and and faithful in our spiritual disciplines. and, And all of those things should have a root to them. And that root should be our love for God. How can a plant grow? How can a tree stand if it doesn't have roots? We must have the root of loving our God first and foremost. His kingdom must be first in our minds. His purpose must be first in our minds. Our love for Him must be priority in our hearts and in our spirits. We must love Him because He first loved us. And when we love Him, all of His blessings have free avenue, free flow to run into our lives. Because we are in communion with him. We are in relationship with him. We must love him and fulfill the greatest commandment, the first commandment. It's the greatest gift you can give this Christmas. It's not a Nintendo Switch to your grandkids, the greatest gift is not a shopping spree to your spouse. A bass boat or a closet full of guns isn't the best thing you can give for a gift this Christmas. The best thing you can give for a gift this Christmas is love. The love of God back to God. And not just should we love God, but Jesus didn't stop with that. Verse 39, Matthew twenty-two, thirty-nine, 39. And the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. God gave us the greatest gift, and we return and give Him our greatest gift, love. But you can give the greatest gift to those around you, your neighbor. You may say, Who is my neighbor? Let me ask you a question in response to your question Who isn't your neighbor? Who isn't your neighbor? Every person we come in contact with is our neighbor. Every divine appointment God sets in our life, he's setting us up to meet our neighbor. And we are to love them as ourself. Oh, what an incredible gift to give the love of God to somebody. To give the love of God to somebody. What does that look like? What does that mean to love somebody the way God loves them? It means to love them while they're still yet a sinner. To love them while they're still making mistakes. To love them while they're still stumbling and falling. And trying to figure it out. To love them while addiction is still wrecking their body. To love them while they're still being hurt. Love them while they're still going through the pain. Love them while they're still in their crisis. Love them when they're still trying to navigate chaos. Love them in the midst of all of the chaos and the confusion. Love them through it. Love them out of it. Love them all the way till they find the cross. And they too can experience Experience the greatest gift ever given. You can love them forever because Christ loves you forever. And so today I challenge us to be the love of God. To him and to our neighbor. The love of God is in the house of the Lord this morning. Here, right now. The love of God is here. His presence is here. His spirit is here. His love is here. His his compassion is here. His faithfulness is here. The greatest gift that's ever been given is still flowing freely this morning. The greatest gift ever given is still available To you this morning. The love of God has not quit. The love of God has not stopped. It's not been placed in reverse. It's not been held up in reserve. Until we meet a certain benchmark in life. There's no pre-qualification for God to love you. You may apply to a university and there's pre-qualifications you may apply for a job and there's prerequisite skills you have to have to fulfill the hiring of that job to be hired onto that job you may try to serve in certain capacities and there's requirements and, and things that have to be in place for those acts of service to be done but when it comes to receiving the love of God there's nothing that precedes it It's there. It's available. It's for you. The greatest gift of God is flowing freely this morning. And the question, the question is how have you and how will you respond to the love of God? Have you received the indescribable gift of God's love? One of the writers in the New Testament says, His love is beyond knowledge. I don't know why God loved me. I could give you a whole list of reasons why I know He shouldn't have loved me. But I don't know why God loves me. I can't explain to you the agape love of God. I can't explain to you why a God would leave the celestial and come and live here in Earth and die for you. I can't tell you why God would come and die for me. I can't explain it. It's beyond intellect. But I know He did. And I've experienced it. And if you're here today and you've not experienced the love of God, you too can experience the indescribable gift of God's love. All you have to do is open up your heart. That means be a little bit vulnerable. Let Jesus into those places in your heart that you would have never let anybody else ever visit. Open up your soul, your spirit. You say, I don't have anything. There are empty rooms in my heart. There's nothing beautiful to offer God. There's no beautiful foyer to invite His presence into. There's no couch and no furniture for Him to sit on in the dark places of my heart and my soul. That's okay. He didn't come looking to be entertained. He came looking to love you. all I have to give him is my hurt that's all he's looking for all I have to give him is uncertainty he'll take it all I have is doubt and fear just surrender it to the king of kings don't carry it any longer but let him carry it for you all I have is my sin your sin is not enough to stop God from loving you Receive the love of God today. For when you do, His love will draw you near to Him. His love will draw you close to Him. Jesus expressed His love when He looked over the children of Israel or Jerusalem. And they had rejected him. He said, I wish I could be like a mother hen that would gather up her chicks and hold them under her wings. I wish I could pull you in close to me. I'm telling you right here, right now, this morning, he doesn't have to wish for it any longer. If you'll just run to him, fall into the arms of Jesus, his love will cover you. His love will forgive your sins. Just confess repent and turn away his love will break the bondages of addiction and release if you'll release the control of your life to the one who has all power in heaven and earth it will heal the pain of past mistakes the love of God will mend brokenness that resulted from abuse hear me this morning the love of God will give strength The weary. The love of God will renew hope and promise to the disillusioned. The love of God will pick you up when you've fallen down. And the love of God will encourage you to keep going just a little bit further. Keep going just a little bit further. Press on just a little bit harder. Hold on just a little bit longer. Grab a hold of the love of God today. Would you stand with me this morning? This altar is open. If you desire the love of God, if you desire a renewed touch from the love of God, don't leave this place today wondering, does God love me? It's more than just an intellectual lesson or more than just the inspiration of a sermon preached to you today. But it is a tangible experience that you can have. You can walk away confident that God loves you. Just as an angel visited Mary and just as an angel visited Joseph and told them you're going to have a king and you're going to have Messiah. And those around doubted and said it's just a baby. But they knew with confidence who was among them. You may have heard today a story and a lesson and a preaching and a sermon about the love of God. And you can walk away with the intellectual knowledge that God loves you. But the the call today is don't walk away just knowing He loves you. Walk away having experienced the love of God today. Thank you for listening to the LifeSpring Church podcast. Join us in person on Sundays at 11 a.m. Visit us online at lifespringchurch.us.